Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to a brand new week on Australia's number one daily sports news podcast, The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Monday, the 30th of January. Today, the Brisbane Heat march on in the Big Bash finals. Graham Arnold gets his just desserts for the Socceroos World Cup campaign, and an Aussie becomes the toast of the wrestling world. But first... Novak Djokovic is a perfect 10. He's a perfect 10. Not only champion of Australia for a 10th time, but he is the best player on the planet again. Last night, Djokovic claimed an unbelievable 10th Australian Open title, defeating Stefanos Tsitsipas in straight sets to not only continue his simply insane winning streak at Melbourne Park with his last loss at the tournament coming in the fourth round of the 2018 tournament, but also putting him level with Rafael Nadal for the most men's Grand Slam titles in history. And Novak's champion qualities on display in that rally. Despite Tsitsipas enjoying the greater support of the Aussie crowd, Djokovic was simply on another level, doing his best impersonation of a brick wall that the Greek was unable to bypass. And Tsitsipas paid Djokovic the ultimate compliment in his runners-up acceptance speech. He's one of the greatest in our sport, and I think he's, he's the greatest that has ever held a tennis record. The win completes Djokovic's redemption down under after he was deported before last year's tournament and issued a ban from entering Australia over an incorrectly filled out immigration form and a questionable COVID vaccination status. The message really for any young tennis player around the world who is watching this now and dreaming to be here where Stefanos and I am, uh, dream big, dare to dream because everything is possible. Don't let anybody take away the dream. But with the spicy cough out of his way, Djokovic is once again the Wizard of Oz and will return to number one on the men's rankings as well. And a belated shout-out to Arena Sabalenka, who claimed the Women's Australian Open crown on Saturday night, defeating Kazakhstan's Alina Rebekina. And to the new darlings of Aussie men's tennis, Jason Kubler and Rinki Hijikata, who went all the way as wildcards to win the men's doubles tournament. And then there were three. Beautifully hit. They bring it up in fine style, the Brisbane Heat. They knock out the Renegades by seven wickets and Brisbane continue along. The Big Bash finals are underway and over the weekend we said ta-ta to the Thunder and au revoir to the Renegades. Meanwhile, the Perth Scorchers are through to the final after defeating the Sydney Sixers. So, who will join them? That is the question. This Thursday, the Sydney Sixers will look to earn a rematch with the Scorchers when they host the Brisbane Heat for a spot in the finals. After defeating the Thunder in a rain-affected affair on Friday night, the Brisbane Heat was simply too good for the Melbourne Renegades last night, scoring a comfortable seven-wicket win inspired by Captain Usman Khawaja. Khawaja on 46. Catch it. Khawaja launches it over everything. Back-to-back 50s for the superstar that is Usman Khawaja. But both sides will look a little different come Thursday night. With the Aussie Test side packing their bags and jumping on a plane for the Tour of India, the Heat will be without Matt Renshaw, Manus Labuschagne and Usman Khawaja, who've all booked their tickets to India. But they're not the only team with holes to fill. Smith goes for a six, hits another six. He's eight. Two hundreds in a row for Steve Smith. The man is an absolute superstar. Steve Smith has been a revelation since jumping into his pink pyjamas with the Sixers this tournament, but he'll also be heading to the subcontinent with the national team, meaning 
somebody new could make a big name for themselves in Thursday night's Challenger final. What a difference 12 months can make. You've got to have a plan. So far as I was concerned, watching that whole game, there was no plan. Or if it was, it was poorly executed. Or even worse, Graham has lost the boys. This time last year, the wolves of the Australian footballing world were at Graham Arnold's door. Australian footballing greats such as Mark Bosnich and Craig Foster were both calling for Arnie's head, directly suggesting that Arnold had lost the support of the locker room and wasn't the right man to lead the national side to the Qatar World Cup. He's not right for the job. But we all know what happened next. And a break here for Riley McGree. It's on for Matthew Leckie. Matthew Leckie cuts back inside. One way, then the other. Arnold and the Socceroos delivered perhaps Australia's greatest ever performance at a World Cup, winning two group games and progressing to the round of 16 in the tournament for the first time since 2006. Made a lot of belief, a lot of hard work. And, you know, these boys come in with a great mindset. We've been working on this for four, four and a half years about the belief of the energy and the focus. You know, you know I could see in their eyes they were ready tonight. A 2-1 loss to eventual champions Argentina ended their campaign, but Arnold's efforts were good enough for him to be anointed the tournament's top manager by French newspaper L'Equipe. And now, it's Football Australia's turn to recognise Arnie's efforts. The press conference is expected today to announce that despite lucrative offers from European clubs, Arnold has signed a new four-year deal to remain in charge of the men's national side, meaning he'll again be under pressure to ensure Australia qualifies for the 2026 World Cup to be held in Canada, USA and Mexico. Whether you follow wrestling or not, the Royal Rumble is universal. Two wrestlers start in the ring and then a new wrestler enters the ring every 90 seconds until 30, count them, 30 wrestlers are in the ring. Too many people. Wrestlers are only eliminated if they're thrown over the top rope, out of the ring and both feet hit the floor. It's mayhem from the word go and it's one of the WWE's greatest products. Yesterday, the Rumble was on, and while the men's event was eventually won by Cody Rhodes, the show was stolen by YouTuber-turned-boxer-turned-wrestler Logan Paul, who jumped off the ropes from one side of the ring, colliding mid-air with another wrestler who jumped from the opposite rope, delivering a moment never before seen. But I want to talk about the women's rumble. And just like that, the women's Royal Rumble match is underway. Now, typically, the wrestlers who start in the ring don't go on to win the event because they've got to deal with 29 other wrestlers and they're usually pretty knackered. But no one told Australia's Rhea Ripley. Look at this. I laughed in Rhea Ripley's face. just a second. Oh, my goodness, a riptide to Nia Jax. After coming out as the first wrestler in the women's Rumble, Adelaide-born Ripley went on to become only the fourth person in the event's 35-year history to be the first wrestler announced and to be the last one standing. She set a new women's record for time spent in the ring, lasting one hour, one minute and three seconds before claiming victory in the Rumble. Rhea Ripley, well, you started the night getting attacked by Beth Phoenix and then you entered the Women's Royal Rumble mass first and you outlasted 29 other women to walk out victorious tonight. What what are you feeling right now? Man, first of all, take that, Beth. Scare me on the concrete again. And I'm just going to overcome everything, overcome, overcome all the odds and succeed at life. She came back and she tried to take me out, just like I took her out, and it didn't work. I came in first in the Royal Rumble, and I finished last. 
The win means she now gets her choice of opponent at the biggest wrestling event on the calendar, WrestleMania. Go rare. And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on the Scorecard. Listener.